Hello and welcome to the podcast. This welcome. Is, this is a new everybody. podcast. It, it might have been like demon possessed. It was a fairly large, mutated-looking chicken. We were born in the north, but we grew up in the south. We learned all of our words from Pennsylvania. And people are like, that's toboggan. That little toboggan it's not there. a toboggan. A toboggan is a sled. Okay. Yo, it's three inches, baby. <laughs> Dude, I can't take it. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, we have another guest this week. Uh, it's yep. me and Joshua this week, not Wyatt, but uh, but we have an awesome individual. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, Amy. Uh, I'm Amy Bruce, also known as Fly. I'm an artist local to 757 Virginia, and uh, I paint yeah. nails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to know you back, actually. I found you on Instagram about a year ago. Um, cause I was interested in who does, you know, some of the mural artwork around the city mm-hmm. here in Virginia beach. And, um, and I was just going through, like looking through tags and maybe some websites that might've posted some names and stuff. And I saw yours and then I found your Instagram and that's when I reached out, um, just to get to know you a little bit. We did a video, um, where I kind of like a, an eight minute documentary style video kind of yeah. featuring you. Um, and that was a fun project. I will say, I got to say in person, I'm sorry. It took so long. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. It was a crazy year. Things happened. Yeah, cool. I mean, I we were working on a number of things, including this podcast this year. And um, and I was working on it on and off and I got really close. And then um, and then like this past summer, I think. Yeah. And then um, and then I just didn't get back to it for a few months. And then I was like, around mm-hmm. December, I was like, I have to finish this. <laughs> and I didn't want to reach out to you until I had it done. So, uh, because I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to bring you something. I wanted to bring something to the table. So we got it done. Um, if you're interested in watching it, it's on the WiseWorks Create channel or it's on Amy's YouTube, correct? <laughs> okay, yeah, high on your supply. Look at her YouTube channel. And we'll put that in the description. Yeah, for sure. It'll be in the description. Find that. Cool. So I'm interested. um, I talked to you a little bit in the interview, but since it's a podcast, you can go in a little bit more depth. Um, When, how old were you when you started doing artwork? Because we'll get to mural art a little bit later. Because I'm I'm guessing that was a separate event, you being interested in art and then getting into like large-scale art, correct? Oh, yeah. No, it definitely happened in pieces. It wasn't like a whole cohesive timeline of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so talk a little bit about your early days. How What got you interested in, in art and such, you know? Um, <laughs> let me think about that. I never really was like really like stoked about art. Like I remember as a kid, I draw a lot for sure, mm-hmm. like just to spend the time. Um, it wasn't until like high school, my friends uh, would go and like take art class because it was like an easy A and they'll be like, hey, you should come and hang out too. And I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. And you know, not having any skills or talent at that time, just being surrounded by people who were so creative, I felt like awe-inspired. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like what if I actually did something with this? But then nothing really happened with that. Like after high school, I just went into like the workforce and like went to college and just did like general ed stuff. Um, (laughs) It didn't really spring back up until later on. I was like, you know what? 
remember that thing I said I was going to do? Maybe I should try that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, you mentioned a few people that kind of were inspirational, I guess, to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Richard Armitage was one of the individuals you mentioned, correct? Oh, yeah, man. Homie from the past. <laughs> and he's still here today. Yeah. So, yeah, totally cool. What was interesting about his art that got you, that kind of inspired you? Because I know in the one video, you mentioned specifically that you were like, you you wanted to be on his level, you know? And I'm curious, like, what, what about what he did was so interesting to you? Man, I just, hmm. I'd say it'd be like the whole spectrum of how he went about the process. Um, really just seeing like, him being able to just sketching out a day, like, you know, starting from the base up, he'd sketch something out almost fast, quick, not even pressured by it. Is it, is it anything at all? You just go for it. Like kind of like swimming in the deep end. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> there's like, there's almost no stress with him when it came to just art making um, and creating. And then from there, he'd do layer by layer and just build it up and he'd pull colors. You'd be like, that's not in there, but it actually like worked out. And you're like, wow. He gave, he gave me a lot to think about, um, especially, you know, just going for something and wanting it so much to not even care about, like, the bullshit and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hear that. You said, <laughs> you, you just said um, he wasn't, did you use the word scared or he wasn't, like, afraid or anything? And he was going after something? Yeah. I, that's interesting. I've never used, I've never heard an artist refer to that, use that term, I guess when they're talking about their art. What do you mean by that? Oh, like not like, to be uh, is it is it being afraid of people's critique or judgment of it or something? Or what? what is that? Oh, yeah. So apart from Richard, he's like crazy good. Um, all the time, you know, we'll talk about like going about a project, especially in like studios where we'll be like, dude, I don't know how to work this. I don't know if that would make any sense. And there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of like having that little voice inside your head be like, well, what if that shit? And then you're like, I don't know. And maybe at all, but um, yeah, it's usually when being scared, like having that back talk, that like second thought of like, well, maybe I should go about it differently. That's the whole, like, people get so tangled up in that, it can, like, stop the process. That's why a lot of people go on, like, hiatus, or they just, like, drop off a project completely, and you're like, whoa. (laughs) So, when you're saying, okay, so, I'm trying to get my mind around, I know know what you're meaning about, like, dropping off a project Mm -hmm. or just getting scared about, you know, what if it's not good like you see it is, because I've done some graphic design, and, like, for the podcast Mm -hmm. and certain stuff for short films that we do. Um, and I look at it and I think it's good, but I don't know. Cause I don't have any formal training, um, in art, graphic design, um, even like how to use fonts correctly. And I don't know, because I hear a lot of times that, it, you know, art is subjective, I guess. Is that correct term? Yeah. So like, how, how do you define that? Like you did, you went to some school for this, didn't you? Oh, yeah. No, a lot of my stuff, I had to learn it through like classes and practice constant, like doing work was like learning. (laughs) Yeah, no, some people can pick it up so easy, but like others, you know, like me, I got it. I had to try really hard to like understand things. 
Um, but then even now, like you'll see people right out the gate, like no academic experience and they're just like doing greatness and you're like, huh. So it can go either way with that. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, do you think that artists, so did, uh, did you meet Richard in, I, I, I'm calling him by his first name. I don't know him personally. <laughs> uh, Mr. Armitage, <laughs> did you know him, um. Did you meet him in school? Yeah, uh, actually back in middle school. Um, I remember having him in a couple classes and noticing how he wasn't paying attention at mm -hmm. all. He would always be <laughs> on his doing something. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, the teacher's yelling at you, bro. Like, pay attention. <laughs> He'd be drawing in the back. And like, I'm like, wow. Like, that's how he got good too. Like, he just, he had a knack for just doodling. Yeah. <laughs> you got to start. That's yeah. cool. That's interesting. Um, what was it like in high school or even like after um, in college? Because I know you, you've you always said artists comes from a couple different places. And most of the time it is people like you just mentioned. They don't they have a problem with authority or they like have a problem in school or something like that. And then they become artists through that, that they usually don't fit in. How how were you in high school and just do you fit in or <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to get a feel um i'd be probably what you would call one of the mm. drifters so like Richard was part of my main group of friends but every now and then i'd bounce around to like different groups and like try and see what was up and like for the most part i got along with everyone pretty all right um but other than that no I, after a while i kind of lost interest mm. in school because it got to like like oh am i ever going to need trigonometry for <laughs> Like my yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know if I can get behind that. So yeah, no, <laughs> a lot of times after a while, it just got to me and my friends drawing in the back of the classroom. Um, <laughs> luckily with the teachers we had, they let us get away with it. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think, um, so you, you're saying you fit well, like you're a drifter. Did, um, was there like a core group of people in high school that uh, maybe high school, you're, we're talking about college right now, correct? Um, okay. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I'm assuming so, but like when you were younger, when you're in high school, you're figuring out, Hey, I've got this art interest. I've got this ability that I'm seeing come to life when I start putting things down, you know, on canvas or, you know, just doodles. And you're not sure if this goes anywhere, I guess. But was it, was it people around you that kind of pushed you in a direction to say, hey, this is actually like something you you should get into. And there is hope for a career, a future, like a, that this is something that you can make a living off of. You know what I mean? Oh, so hmm. I guess when you talk about it on those lines, on those terms, um, <laughs> I was definitely, yeah, I had my friends in my classes and they were always like pushing me to like keep drawing and do more. Um, but when it came to like thinking about, you know, is this a possible career like thing down the line? I never thought that would be like happening really? ever. Like, because so many people, you can't make money with art. And then for some, some, for some reason I'd like believe them was like, oh yeah, I should probably be a banker or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it was really tough. Yeah. That, that's hard. <laughs> and that was, that was something like how old, did you already say how old you were when you started like finding this interest in art or were you really young? Like, were you, you know, 
eight, 10 years old when you started learning or was it more something into high school? Um, well, I guess creating art on my own, just like craziness, like having nothing. Uh, started off when I was a kid. I was usually alone for most part of my life um, growing up when I'm not with like with my brother or like my parents. Um, but it wasn't until like probably like when I say like we're talking about age like 16. Uh, that's when like we started getting really edgy and, you know, <laughs> skipping class and hanging with friends and doing really sketchy you think outside of school that's that's where I got more into like the creative side um just because there was so much freedom to that to to thinking and creating something that you could be about yeah sketchy (laughs) (laughs) I don't know is that something you you'd be interested in elaborating on or would you rather move past that I mean yeah like you know most well yeah, I guess most teenagers, they get into that whole, like, you know, drinking and drugs early because it yeah, looks yeah. cool. But they a lot of, like, characters down the way, even though times can get sketchy where you're put into situations or circumstances where you're like, wow, this is crazy. What is happening? Like, I should go back to drawing, like, in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember, yeah, a lot of parties we had in high school, uh, people usually, like, parted off to like their cliques or their like groups. And I remember I was always in the garage with the smokers and we'd be like drawing on all like the drywall and stuff. <laughs> Just doing it up, making that garage the best it could be. Yeah, yeah, making it. That's something interesting. I've always, I mean, I've, okay. So I don't, I don't know where graffiti falls into the category of art from a professional artist, but I always like think like when I see graffiti, if it's done well, I'm like, that made it a little better, in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, if, oh. if I like it, again, it's subjective, I guess. What was your, because uh, we were talking about, we, we he found you from the mural that he saw and all that stuff. Um, what was the first piece that was not like on a canvas or something, but actually like on a structure that you did? Like you were saying, like in a garage. Oh. <laughs> Um, I guess, yeah, moving from paper onto a structure, uh, most of my earlier works were anonymous because we, mm. you know, you can't be letting people know what you're up to. And then like, they find you're like, Oh no. And then <laughs> lost um, I would have to say my first piece was on the back of what was at the time of farm fresh. We would always hang out at the loading docks and we'd have people skate off like the ledges and think that was so cool. And then we'd also carry like cans and paint markers and just kind of like do little things here and there. It was always so neat because you'd walk around town and be like, oh, look, it's right here. I know who did that. And you're like, yeah. (laughs) Does the artists and the skaters kind of cross with the people they hang out with or was it just kind of like, artists are their own thing and then skaters are their own thing like when you were maybe in college or something I don't know oh I felt like there was a lot of intermingling between like groups of people um it was almost like a lot of artists could get into different crowds so easily just because like to be adaptable I guess to hang out and just be able to chill that was like the coolest thing um so a lot of times yeah being around skate culture, uh, it's pretty neat because it includes a lot of like, you know, street art where it comes to like graffiti, not just tagging, but like actual mm-hmm. wall work. Um, so there's a lot of overlapping. 
So the terminology <laughs> I'm getting confused on. When you say tagging, what is is that just kind of like anonymous pieces of art you throw up somewhere and then scurry away? <laughs> is that kind of what that is? Um, yeah, so little thing, talking about graffiti art, um, originally it started off as like tagging. Um, They're saying one of the, the founding fathers was Keith Haring for his little mm -hmm. doodles. Uh, tagging grew into people using like anonymous names, like their, this, that's their tag. They would throw up on a building and it became more about like territory at some mm. point. Um, and then from there, they kind of graduated or they branched off into sh what is known as street art. So it's more than just a name and like a phrase or something. It's also like imagery as well. So there's there's different levels to graffiti um, when it comes to like who's what or which. So does the layman yeah. <laughs> just refer to what you guys would call tagging? Uh, is that what most people just like call that graffiti, but it actually has like more purpose behind it. It's actually like... There's a lot of thought and symbolism and art motivated behind that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, especially when it comes to like, there, there, there's a thing where you come up with your own tag, you have your own style. Um, that's the really neat thing about graffiti, because depending on where you grow up in the country, you can tell like who's like lived predominantly somewhere or picked up someone else's like style. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, like like that's crazy all right cool didn't realize they'd be down in vb like that's neat so like are you you're saying like you have like your own like little symbol or something you include in it just like how you flow with your lines so like the thicknesses um whether you used hard edges or you round something out uh if something has like a lean to it or if it's like thick versus thin now, just like you were saying earlier, there's a difference. If the graffiti makes a wall look better, mm -hmm. I'm for it. But like some of the times you get, you know, just scratch on mm -hmm. a wall. You're like, it's not legible. You're like, what is that? What? Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So, so take it to the next level. And others just like, eh, wishy-washy. <laughs> when, when you're, uh, when you have a piece in your head and you're about to start something, do you come up with like a, a concept and you're like, I want to create a concept to like a picture that I'm seeing or like there's a meaning behind it. How do you start your the art of just creating something? Oh, mm, I know for me when it comes to uh, my process, mm. I like to make little notes um, just to kind of get around something. Uh, so like, for instance, I recently got uh, a call to send in a proposal for like, uh, social awareness mm -hmm. art. And so you know, you start taking it down, like, what kind of issues do I want to work on? What kind of colors am I using? How many subjects do I need in there? Um, you know, just kind of making it simple, like saying these are the restrictions I have, and then being able to work inside that little box. Mm -hmm. And then from there, the ideas kind of just grow and I'll be able to test out like little, little ideas and like little thumbnail sketches. So there's a lot of sketching involved. Okay. <laughs> um, I, how about we get into uh, just how you started like in this area doing like art in Virginia Beach yeah. area or what you said, 757 um, area. Yeah. Like how, well, how, what connections did yeah. you make? Like how, how, where'd you go once you're like, I want to do this. 
Where do I start? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I, that was the most challenging part, really. Um, so after, after college, I got in with the city uh, with a project of creating a mural with Norfolk Emerging Leaders. So like these local high school kids for work experience would be able to work under people like me. Um, and I only got that because a professor was like, hey, I noticed this thing, you should try out for it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I, I didn't really think I was going to get it, but then I sent in a proposal and they're like, All right, show us what you got. And I'm like, oh, snap. So from there, getting the first project was easy, but then continuing to find the next gig after mm -hmm. that, it it was hard at first because there's not a lot of talk about this. A lot of people, they're in that mindset where they're like, oh, I worked hard to get to where I am to, to do this thing. You also have to work hard as well. And I'm like, you could just tell me <laughs> like who to talk to. Yeah. Um, so networking was a struggle at first, but I realized really just showing up to the events and being present within the scene itself you you meet people and they lead you to other people who let you meet other people and then you realize that they want something from you and you're like yes definitely um <laughs> so after my first mural a couple of the projects after that were kind of like touch touch and go like you're like in a hurry to wait yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah mm -hmm. i noticed that a lot with video production work um, so I'm not actively marketing myself for freelance, but I do probably get about five to 10 projects a year that I do with video stuff that I'm getting actually paid to work on. Um, and so a big thing there is like, I, a lot of things I rely on is returning customers or people t telling other people about me. Word of you mouth, know? yeah. Yeah, word of mouth. Um, uh, there's a lot of hype about marketing yourself online, but unless you really know how to do it and have a lot of money to do it, it's it can sometimes be very difficult to get exposure to people that are actually going to pay you for work. Do you see that a lot with what you do as well, I guess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. A lot of the, like word of mouth, like people are like, hey, I know someone you did this thing for, and I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> so like, um, but other than that, I... <laughs> no, you're oh, good. You're good. Um, so like with, uh, I did a one in the video that we, we did together. I did, um, filmed you doing, uh, chalk art at smart mouth mm -hmm. last year <clears throat> where that was that kind of your first project with them or had you worked with them before? That was, yeah, I want to say that was my first project with Smart Mouth. Um, totally stoked to get it. Yeah. <laughs> was that something you had to market yourself for, or were you recommended from maybe people seeing other work you've done? Oh, uh, actually, I was contacted um, by Jordan. I guess uh, she manages the whole, like, uh, marketing and media and, like, the creative section of Smart Mouth. And she was like, I've been seeing your stuff on Instagram, and I really like what you got. Do you think you could do, like, a chalk mural for our monthly thing? And I was like, yes, <laughs> for sure. And, you know, she gave me the details of it, and I was able to create something from that. So it's, yeah, she really just found me online was like, oh, you're local. You're an artist. Get yeah. on this. I'm what do you like, think yeah. the percentage is of <laughs> how much work you get from word of mouth and people finding you online? Because that's how I, I found you online. 
Mm. Oh, hmm. I'd say starting out, it's it was mostly word of mouth. Um, but now, because like I've gotten better at like social media, just a little mm. bit. Um, it's been happening more where people are like, Hey, I really like your page and what you do. Like, can you show me more? Can you give me like an idea of like how much things cost? And I'm like, I can definitely do that. Yeah. So it was people finding me online has gotten a little bit better. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen like your mur murals you've done and for smart mouth when the video, but have, is there any unique projects that you've done? Like, of just someone coming and be like, I want you to, to design, I don't know, like this tattoo idea for me. Have you ever done anything like that? Oh, yeah, I do um, like tattoo designs for sure. Some people come to me for like simple like logos and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not much of like a logo mm -hmm. creator, but I'm like, you know, I'll take time. I know what they need and I'll give it to them. Um, so, yeah, every every now and then you get like these different projects and you're like, never done it before but you know i can certainly try yeah. <laughs> that's interesting i um because like i'm so i i only have a few tattoos but i do prefer the idea of having a lot of symbolism behind them and for the most part me designing them i have a couple i did not but um one of the ones i have is like a dragon which i have another artist friend who did do that for me and so I'm curious, like, have you, for the tattoos that you have, do you like to keep your tattoos, your designs, or are you more of like, um, you're willing to take and borrow and use, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. When it comes to my tattoos, my favorite thing is to come up with the idea, like draw it out to how I think it would look cool. And then also have the tattoo artists like preferences added into there because I think it would turn out so much better to have two people on one idea and it just kind of come together yeah um, what's too many people in the mm -hmm. world of artists <laughs> oh like coming together <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh geez um a <laughs> couple of times couple of times I've had clients where they'll be like hey I got this idea and make this for me. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll send them a concept sketch. Be like, this is what, you know, I have to offer you. We can change it up, do this. And they're like, okay, I'll get back to you. And I'm like, okay. And then they'll come back to me and it's like, they're a different person mm -hmm. because they're asking people who aren't even attached to this idea of them getting the piece of art. They're like, oh, you know, be really cool if you just add this, this, and this. And I'm like, but that's not what you originally wanted. It's what this person thinks is cool. And that's, that's when you get too many cooks in the yeah. kitchen. You know, everyone's trying to put their hands in it and you're like, whoa, like not even in the email. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like you get like a thread <laughs> or emails or something, everyone giving input. Yeah. Right. That's uh, a, you probably deal with this uh, a little bit cause you're, we're talking about this, but I know for like video projects that we've done with you've done, um, or even like photography or anything like that. Most people have an idea on what they want and then they you give them a concept or something that you have and then they want to they want you to do what they want even if it's not very artsy or if it's not what you um, your style of art like maybe it's not a challenge for you. Yeah, and so you kind of get frustrated with like the client and you're like this is just <laughs> uh I don't want to do this anymore. It's just a formatted thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've experienced that quite a few times. 
Yeah. Every now and then you get those people, bless them. (laughs) They're from a different, they're from a different generation. They're like, I need this logo. I need to be professional. I'm like, okay, I'll give them some ideas of like, what's up to date, what's currently trending within like the market. And a lot of people have experienced this too. A lot of graphic designers, um, they, some clients want like the most boring, archaic logo design. And you're like, wow, like you, you want people to come to like this, let's say bounce house warehouse, but like, looks like a doctor's office logo. It's, that's a little confusing. I just, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, <laughs> really battling the, the ideas the clients have, especially if you know, deep down, like that's not going to go well for people viewing it, like on websites or just out on flyers and like trying to change their minds. That's, that's a whole nother ball game right there. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm curious how, how many projects have you come to the end of and said, like, that was incredible. Like, it's the best thing you've ever worked on. You know what I mean? Is that a common occurrence with you? And if if it is, is that something that you're bringing to it? Or is it just happenstance that great people to work with, very cool project? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know all mm-hmm. of the... I don't know all the things that can affect that, but what, what's your thoughts on that? Ooh, after a project's done, really feeling like, thank you, feeling like it's something awesome. Yeah. Like, like that was an amazing thing I just did. Almost like, I can't believe I did that. It's so awesome. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I feel like more recently, like those, those happen more often getting that really like greatness feeling. Um, but I really think it depends on like, you know, my whole like mindset, you know, before I'd be like, mm, this is kind of whack or like, ah, not about it. But then, you know, changing that idea and moving towards like optimistic and being like, well, anything can happen. After that, really letting down the barriers, being able to like work within the client's like restrictions and constraints. I, yeah, I've been doing that like more, more often. And I feel like a lot of people have too. Just being more open. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So what when you said the mindset, was that something you've had to work on coming into it? And what exactly like for me, I as an example, I go back and forth between like I need to hustle or I need to be loyal to the art form or I need to um, be consistent or I need to take time and work on something great. You know what I mean? And so in, in my mind, I'm constantly at this this battle of like, well, what's what's more important? Like, do I focus on what's important now or do I try to branch out and try something new or do I just stay consistent and just weather the storm and, and get through, you know? Because life's hard. I mean, this year with COVID, I, I don't know how it's affected your business, but like even with me, I've done a few projects, but I've noticed like, People are more hesitant. Like I've been told no more this year for projects based on like price and stuff because things are a little tighter. You know what I mean? Um, Especially like mm-hmm. with wedding videos because that's coming out of more family clients' pockets as opposed to businesses. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. like- That makes sense. So since, since the world is so odd and you know, what's popular changes so often, what kind of mindsets do you bring 
to your art, to your craft and your work that helps center you back to keep moving in the right direction. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, hmm. That's a tough question. Yeah. I feel like with each coming, <laughs> it's always like a good idea to think outside the box, um, thinking towards like what could be more efficient, um, what can be more streamlined to get you to the point of starting a project versus execution and, you know, completing to the client's needs. Um, but then also, you know, going back to what you know, I feel like it's like a half and half almost like you got to try new things just, you know, to get better at certain things, you know, people would want more of. Um, and then also add in your own kind of flair, like what you're known for, almost like your style, I guess, in a sense. Um, yeah, probably like 50-50 on that. Stay true to what you know, but then also being willing to branch out of your comfort zone and try something that could be great. Is that a struggle <laughs> for you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is because sometimes i can get in my own way um you know and being like i don't know why the client wanted that in there but then you know thinking about it, you're like oh but you know we can definitely work it in it's not impossible nothing's impossible that's that's what i need to remind myself all the time <laughs> do you have any stories of things where you're trying to trying something new and you wanted to branch out but it just it didn't turn out right you're just like ah, that project not to throw anybody <laughs> any clients under the bus or anything, but you're just like, that didn't, I think it could have gone better and maybe next time I'll do it in a different way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hmm. <laughs> I'd have to say, hmm. There are some instances where uh, I'll be working on something for a client. Let's say, you know, they want to design for like a shirt, um, just like, art for hire. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I'll send them like a mock-up, but then I'll send them too many options to where they're like, well, I don't know. I like them all. And I'm like, but that's going to be like a lot. And so, <laughs> so kind of like figuring out like, oh man, I, I shouldn't have given them too many options. I should have just given them one A, B, and C instead of like the whole alphabet. And then, you know, really just <laughs> constraining them to like, well, this is what we have and we can edit these ones. And so uh, that's happened a lot. Um, another one I'd say wasn't for a client. It was actually for an art piece that I had in Glassfield studio back when it was still a museum in Neon District. Uh, I worked with plexiglass and that was the worst mm -hmm. thing ever in my entire because uh, just like there's thin sheets of like plexiglass and I had to like glue them to be like a two by two mm -hmm. little film thing, but it was like 32 by 32. Oh, wow. So it was huge. Yeah. And everything went wrong, <laughs> but it worked out just due to like sheer like determination and tears. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> so you have a rule, no more plexiglass? <laughs> no more plexiglass. No. Yeah. While. Gosh. I wonder, because um, when you were mentioning on that first story, how there's so many options you can present to a client, um, how long, I guess, because I know for you, probably, I'm guessing, so correct me if I'm wrong, 
you you start creating and you're like this is cool for these reasons and then this is cool for these reasons and you're starting to like fill out there might be some you like better than others but ultimately you're like this is a body of work i'm proud of and so you almost leave it to them to have the burden of choice you know what i mean oh that's exactly how yeah (laughs) how hard has it been teaching yourself how to edit yourself you know for the for the sake of the client's sanity and your own in the process Oh man, I'd say at that point, really knowing what to show the client, kind of like the easiest way to go about knowing what to show them is to talk to other people. Um, It's, you know, people are all about working by themselves, but I say it's super important to like have people you can go to who can critique your work, who can be like, oh, well then this one and this one are cool, but this one don't even show them, not even worth it. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, So that, that really helps, you know, from like, a large group of people just getting like everyone's ideas you're like all right so then general consensus it's it's these three so yeah okay (laughs) i've noticed something talking to you um you respond to critique with okay cool and i'm interested to see or to hear you tell how was it hard for you at first Probably, because it is for most people. I I don't want to assume anything. And also, how did you get good at getting critiqued, you know, by other artists? So, so college was great. Not because it was extremely expensive, but because you were put constantly every day in an environment where you're surrounded by others learning alongside you. Um, doing the same similar projects and working with same like similar concepts. Uh, we'd always do critiques and you know, you always notice those one students, they get real like butthurt, real upset um, because they felt like this was their greatest piece of work, but really some things were lacking that they didn't see. Um, so I guess I don't, at first it was kind of like strange being put in like a, a critiquing zone where you're like, Oh, this one person just said my thing was complete <laughs> shit for these reasons. Yikes. But then, you know, taking a step back outside of like your ego and like looking at it from like as a stranger almost, um, you're like, oh, well then I, I can see what they meant by these certain things. You know, the values weren't as contrasted as it could be. There's no texture in anything like definitely worth a rework. Um, <laughs> so it's, hard at first to get used to that like oh taking in like critique and people's opinions but it it gets better over time I think yeah <laughs> or maybe you come a little numb <laughs> yeah no definitely yeah don't, don't come into this like passionate and taking things personally it's it's all about like okay well you know this person's really good at this subject I should really think about like what they're saying yeah that's interesting <laughs> it sounds like you've balanced the idea of like because I, I know, you know, the way movies, maybe some people in other in lives, if you know artists, um, I'm speaking broadly, it seemed to be really emotional, passionate. <laughs> we we paint, we create from the heart. Like we are an emotional people and we give the world the most beautiful things that can come out of a human being. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. But you seem to have been able to say like, yes, critique, like there's a process, there's marketing yourself, there's, 
you know, being confident, mm -hmm. being positive, bringing your good attitude into things, and also at the same time managing to probably muster up this inner passion and just throwing your heart on the line so you can keep creating good stuff that you're proud of and you think speaks to people. Like, that's something that I feel is really difficult, you know? Like, what what are your thoughts on that concept, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, I, hmm, that's that's tough. It's, it's kind of like you're trying to, like, catch all these fish with a net that has so many hidden holes. You're like, anything could happen. Mm. Um, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Some artists, they get real passionate about them, like their art and stuff and like really working on things. But at the same time, like if you take into consideration, if you're working with other people like clients, or let's say you're collaborating on a piece with another artist, you really got to like, you know, let room for things to grow and for things to happen. Uh, you can't just be all in your lane and only about that lane you got to realize there's a whole other side of the road and everything. And so there's, there's opportunities if you're willing to see them. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. I going way back to what you said earlier, I don't know why my brain keeps going to this and I, I need to ask you. So you said that each artist has very specific ways in which they, like their signature form of painting or art or how they how they how they display it how they create it I'm curious are is it almost like learning a language like are there artists you know that you're like you can look at it and pretty much guess whose it is maybe you know personally or maybe they're just famous artists who are really old who haven't been alive for generations that you you got to memorize or understand and it's almost like reading a language almost. Is that is that an actual thing or am I just adding nonsense to this? <laughs> oh no, that's that's definitely a thing. Um with so I've noticed with certain artists after a while they'll pick up on like what kind of subject matter they focus on versus how they use their paints or what materials they use. Um for example, Local to us, Oni Tony, he does, I don't know if you've seen, he does a lot of like those fish and they're always smiling and like he has flowers and they're also poppy. But the way he creates those, it's all just by like house paint and like roller brush. And you can instantly pick it out and be like, that's an Oni Tony. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. On that. And then some other people, like for instance, I guess another guy who was local, uh, Wylan. In Norfolk, he did that giant building with the whales yes. on it. So his thing is he deals with like the ecosystem, uh, specifically also whales, like wyland whales. They went hand in hand together. So his whole thing is he does these murals to bring awareness to the ecosystem. Gotcha. And so you'll notice some people based off that and you're like, oh, so that's what they work with. So yeah, no, that's definitely a thing. You can see someone in their art because they just put details and you feel that that's them. That's yeah. cool. What do you say yours is? Oh, huh. That's a tough one. I'd have to ask other people about that um, because a lot of my work, it deals with these bright poppy colors, but like the subject matter is kind of weird. Sometimes I, I deal with like figures or mostly nowadays it's like skeletal remains. Um, a lot of like dead animals, yeah. like <laughs> I have a cute little dead possum here. And like, this is kind of like what I've been working on. Oh, so cool. like, it, it's like, 
Yeah, really just kind of going in between, um, you know, the living world versus the things that are living and like the whole idea of decomposing and renewal at the same time. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but people say they know my art. You're like how cute things are. So I ha there's that cute side of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I wouldn't say I know anything about it, but I've been following your art on Instagram for I guess about a year now. Um, so I'm scrolling through Instagram rapidly because about 80% of what I see, I do not give a crap about. Um, but when I'm <laughs> scrolling, I always hit a quick pause because I, even if I'm not looking at names or profile pictures or anything, I see something and I'm like, without even registering, I'm like, oh, that's, that's Amy's piece. Like that's a new piece she's working on. She's posted. I notice it because of the bright colors, because sometimes it involves skeletal remains or animals or something and it, it stands out you know um so I, I think i understand what you're saying about understanding sort of the language of the artist through the art but i guess it, it, does that i guess it has to evolve right like it has to move like essentially oh, oh do you think it evolves so much that over time like your language is completely different 20 years down the road Ooh, yeah, I, I agree with that. They say art is a lot like being in a marriage. You have to be able to like recognize when someone's growing out of what they used to be into something new and then kind of working with that and going with it. There's some artists I know, they have like an expansive line of work. And from the beginning to like the later years, you're like, they totally did like a 180 in a sense. Um, so no, that's definitely a thing. That's yeah. Interesting. <laughs> What do, you, what do you think your goals for your art specifically? How you do your art? What messages you're putting into? What's kind of the goals you're seeing looking into your future? Ooh. Hmm, goals, goals. I definitely want to work bigger, large scale. Bigger than you've already done? Like huge. Yeah, way bigger. That's That's the plan for this year is to try and land some gigs where it's like, more than like a thousand square feet would be ultimate. Um, and then <laughs> really getting better at like my art forms and like just, just form building. So like drawing subject matter, having it be more coherent, um, more cohesive within a piece. It doesn't just feel like it's been plastered on there and you're like, well, that seems out of place. Um, and then definitely doing a lot more color theory. Uh, I wanna get into um, more techniques when it comes to like bl blending and like gradations. So like there's, there's a whole list of things that I want to do better, like moving forward. <laughs> um, you're mm -hmm. in this area, like Virginia beach area, but um, did you grow up in this area or your goal, you said something bigger, would you want to go somewhere outside of Virginia or have you gone outside of Virginia to like, I don't know, a bigger city and done some stuff? Ooh. As of yet, I haven't done anything outside of okay. this area, but definitely on my list yeah. to do. Like, uh, my brother in Chicago, I would definitely want to go there and do some stuff. That'd yeah, be cool. Did you uh, <laughs> grow up in this area? Is that uh, how you started or did you come here? What brought you to this area? So. Oh, yeah. I was born in Portsmouth. I lived in Virginia Beach okay. growing up and then now I live in... I never really left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I in I guess like 
your other artist friends, are they still in this area as well? Yeah, most of them, most of them are. Um, some of them have moved back to like their home states. So either up north or out west and they're still doing art luckily. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, you, what I initially did an interview with you, I mentioned something. You seemed like you lit up when I mentioned it, but to ask a question, mm -hmm. but I didn't know. I'm interested to see, like you said, Chicago, right? That you're interested in doing work mm -hmm. at. Do you th see yourself overseas? And if so, where? Like where, where do you see like, oh my gosh, France, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, no. If I had to, ooh, there's like a handful of places overseas that I'd want to definitely do work in. Um, the one that comes to mind right now is because I was supposed to have a Euro trip this spring with my bestie to like go visit all these places, Scotland in particular. Uh, Glasgow would have been really cool. That's like one of like the top places for like mural art and just, they have a whole mural tour within the main city. Really? So it's like, I would definitely want to get a wall somewhere in, that would be greatness. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So I guess then like, do you ever see yourself maybe branching out and going those places to stay for a while or, to, or how, how deep are your roots here in Virginia beach? or Norfolk or this area, you seven cities? Hmm. I feel like, you know, my roots are pretty deep here. Like I would definitely want to keep doing work here, but being able to go out, whether it's cross country or out of country, I would definitely be willing to travel. Like that's the ultimate goal, just to be able to travel by project. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, I got to go here weeks, over here for another month. And like, that would be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You seem like you're already <laughs> on your way to being super, I mean, a few more years, you're already, I mean, you're already heavily on the map when it comes to mural art in this area, because it was nothing for me to find you. And I was searching mural artists in Virginia Beach. Um, and I don't remember exactly how I found you. It might've been through hashtags or something on Instagram, but you are, you're, you're coming up and you're already there on some level. I'm curious like, how are you really passionate about seeing this area cultivated in the art scene? Um, is it something you're more like, I'm really focused on my work and um, I want to do cool just mural work? Or are you like, hey, I want to have like an apprentice or something? You know, I don't know. Like, what, what's, what's your, like, what's your ideas and how, how committed are you to the idea of seeing the art in this area grow? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. A lot of times people talk about leaving the area to pursue their art careers, but I feel like it's better off mm -hmm. to stay here because we're like on that incline of becoming something on the map of like the United mm -hmm. States, like slowly but surely. No, I, I'm definitely about anytime I can get a chance to have like someone assist me on one of my murals or my projects just for them to learn and to be able to do their own thing on their own projects. Like I'm all for it. Like any, anytime anyone needs any help, I'd be like, Oh, come sit in with me and I'll, I'll let you know on some pointers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely want the art in this area to be better than Richmond, better, better than 
what you would see in some like you know major cities um it'll take a while but it'll be worth it i think yeah now were <laughs> you um were you did you ever like take a period of time or maybe you still do you said there was one individual that you worked with on the um the mural that with the yellow wall and the hands rose marie spracklin is that her name Yes, Rosemary. Yes. So did yeah. you, what, have you known her for a while or did you guys team up for just that project? Like what, what's your history with her? Ah, hmm. So Rosemary Spracklin, I want to say we officially met um, when I did the so the city of Virginia Beach had a string of murals they wanted done at specific recreational centers. Hers was at, I want to say, not Bayside. Hers was at Great Neck, maybe. No. Yeah. Hers was at Great Neck. Mine was at Princess Anne. And that's where we like met and we started talking more because that was actually like her first job. That was like my like, I don't know, like fifth, seventh, whatever. Ah. And she was like, I, so how do you go about that? Like, how do you know what paints to buy? How much of it? And I was like, all right, well, that, that's cool. So I helped a lot, like kind of um, like teaching her like, oh, like this is how much you use. If you need to mix stuff, go for it. Use these little cans, save as much paint as you can. Wrap your brushes whenever they're like not like drying, but you don't want them to get like, you know, gross. Um, yeah, no, we, we talked on that one. And like, I feel like we bonded a lot because we had a lot in common. So after that point, after all the murals were done, we we're like, oh, that was great. We met up a couple of times. You know, I see her on the scene every now and then. She's pretty cool. She's still doing uh, work. And this one. She's still doing huh? work with murals. Oh, she literally she just had a baby and like she's still working. That is badass. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. No, she's she's doing it all. But before she had her child, that was when we did the hands for 21st mm -hmm. in Atlantic. And that was through Samaritan House. She came to me on that one and she was like, hey, this would be a great thing. Would you want to collab? And I was like, definitely. And it just, it worked out so well. It was just kind of crazy. It's like, wow. It, the, it's <laughs> the, the artists in terms of artists who do murals. How, are, are you guys like a large number or are you like few in the proud? Oh, when it comes to like just doing yeah. murals instead of yeah, just Yeah, like if if you're like, alone. "Hey, we're going to have a convention for only mural artists." How many people are showing up? <laughs> like is it like 10 or is it like how many is actually in the area? It's surprisingly there's a lot and it's a growing number because each each time you're you're getting like newbies on the scene, people from out of state, people from in state and when you realize how many of you you are, you're like, wow, like we got a good, decent size so far. And, you know, it wouldn't hurt if we had more people like on our team, like doing more public art. That mm -hmm. would be great. <laughs> so I'd say, gosh, if I had to. Oh, I want to say definitely like a little, little less than like a hundred people who do murals. That's locally. pretty few. Um, I feel like that's pretty few. Pretty pretty few yeah <laughs> i mean if you were to say like hey who does video in this area probably it's probably like three thousand people showing up probably. maybe maybe more so you guys are pretty few you're a pretty niche outfit mm -hmm. i think um 
like I said, I think you're very much on the more well-known artists because you have done some very memorable public pieces. Mm -hmm. And so um, is there anybody that in this area that you like know of that you're like, hey, I would love to do some work with them. I don't know if you're interested in giving a quick shout out or something, or maybe just like their work since you know this scene better than anyone here. Man, that would be, oh, that would be so, <laughs> there's a lot of people on my list that I'd want to collaborate with. I feel like we could put that into the like description, <laughs> but like the, the ones that come to mind, um, just because I'm currently talking um, with her on a project, hopefully that might happen. If not, that's all right, um, is Victoria, Mm -hmm. Weiss um she's really cool she does a lot of like these abstract forms um and like figures and all of her stuff is very like flowy it's almost like organic like you can taste it organic like <laughs> that would be interesting to do a combo like a collaboration with her just because like a lot of my stuff's very rigid it's all planned out and then she, she kind of just seems like she goes with the flow yeah. with it um another another artist I would say that I want to like pair up with would either be like Either Clayton Singleton, he's he's a all-time fave here. Uh, definitely a local celebrity, um, especially with his pieces and like messages on like bringing awareness. Like I can definitely get behind pairing with him, or even like, man, Khalil Riddick. I actually I do live painting with him, you know, pre-COVID, and we're hoping after COVID too. Like doing a mirror with him would be ultimate. Um, just the way that he uses his colors, it's just feels so lava lamp so like ethereal you're like wow yeah no there's a lot yeah. of people a lot of people i want to huh. <laughs> that's interesting yeah. i uh i have two more questions for you but joshua is there anything sort of piggybacking off of that that you're interested in diving into real quick um i mean not really you can or... yeah okay so i want to end on something that's a little more fun and vulnerable for me since we talked about, I don't know, <laughs> being critiqued, but we'll save that for just a second. Um, how has COVID-19 been, or coronavirus, been for the mural art industry and even like, even maybe mm -hmm. just like art studios and stuff? Just because I, I ever there's been so many people affected in businesses. I'm curious, how's the art industry doing, at least in this area? Hmm. Well, hmm. I can only really speak for myself and the people that I know going yeah. through it. Um. It seems like, if I had to put a timeline on it, at first things were like, "What's happening? Everyone lost their day job. There's like not this secure flow of like rent money mm -hmm. happening." And so it seemed like projects kind of dropped off because people didn't know anything about this or how to, you know, be safe. Um, so a lot of people, they switched to being virtual, being online, which I think is really good because we're in the digital age. We need to be online now. Um, and a lot of like, at first it seemed like a lot of projects that I had, a lot of events were just like, nope, canceled, we're done. And you're like, oh man, I guess next year maybe. So at first it was rough waters it seems like um but then really finding like your footing around that 
to be able to work with, you know, oh, I can't go to the same studio space that I might share with other creatives because like they might get sick or we'd have to like all wear masks and social distance. So finding like time in the day to work within like your restrictions, a lot of people had to get used to. Um, and for a lot of times, like really having like mural projects, even though you're out there painting mostly by yourself or even with a team that you know is like safe or like tested negative, it, a lot of them, like a lot of businesses I talk to are kind of iffy on it. They're like, well, I don't know about like the funding right now. And, you know, I don't want to get like my employees sick if like you're in the area and you're like working alongside them or something. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. Um, so a lot of projects dropped off, but then I noticed at some point in time, definitely after the stimulus checks, a lot of projects kind of skyrocketed. Oh. It seemed like there was a lot of like, a lot of people wanting to renew their businesses or renew their homes. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I know for me and a lot of other people, um, home murals were a thing. People wanted to spice up their living areas. And I was like, wow, yeah, if you're going to be here 24 hours a day, you might as well like make it exciting. Mm, yeah. uh, so <laughs> that's been a thing. And also people just wanting like small art and just like giving gifts to people that they don't talk to as much due to, you know, social distancing or like staying home if they could. Um, you know, that's, that's always been a thing. My Etsy has been picking up. There's a lot of, a lot of gifts going around people wanting to make sure that other people are okay. And that's really like heart touching. Yeah, for that's sure. actually beautiful. Huh. Um, that's really cool. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I want to end and before you, before we plug everything for you and us, I want to end and ask you, have you looked at the podcast art for this podcast? The podcast art for this podcast? Have you happened to see it? Because I can pull it up if you haven't. All pull right. Because I... So <laughs> I designed it in Photoshop. Um, there is some symbolism behind it. But I'm curious to hear Ooh. what you as a artist thinks about it. Now, it's going to be kind of small. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. If you can't see it... I'm going to get it it almost looks like a triangle right above yes. the head. Is, is it's that kind of it? like a 3D square that's circling what? the head like a crown. Um, okay, oh. so taking a look at that briefly, I don't know if you have thoughts. Mm -hmm. Since I designed it, we've been using it for a while. I'm curious if you would critique me if you have any thoughts initially. Because I've never been critiqued on anything I've done. Not in that room. <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. looking at it looking at what the subject matter is i think i think it's done well technically so on the visual i'm like lit awesome but looking at it looking at the what could be the messaging behind it it almost seems like it's it's using like a human element to it a human aspect you have that one half of the face where it's living and then the other half where it's just the skeletal it's like the bare bones to it um and that whole thing with the head almost being like knocked off it's open it's exposed and it's like flowing out kind of gives me the idea of being like mind blown mm -hmm. a little bit so in the sense it's like considering that this is a podcast 
you're, you're talking about things that deal with actual people, about things that could, in a sense, break the barrier of what we already know or what we already perceive to be. And that's, that's kind of what I get with that sense of like, I guess that crowned square and that smoke flowing past it is like kind of gliding through the glass roof of like ideas. That's kind of what I get from it. Cool. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I'd have to, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> could I get a rating? Maybe like an F, a D, B. One through 10. One through 10 maybe, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, you don't have to be nice. Just because you're here doesn't mean you have to be nice. This is a genuine critique. Hmm. I'd say, I mean, for what it is, I'd say it's about a good 8 out of 10. Wow. Mm -hmm. See? It stands on its own. And I think it's relatable to the... Unless you want to tell me what it is. How, how did you put it together? What were your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I don't... So you, you you brought an aspect I really liked. Um, the mind blown, it's actually kind of like smoking. Um, the, the head that's been, the, the top of the head removed. Um, a big part of it is very similar to what you said. So exploring thoughts, exploring ideas, um, obviously focusing on the brain because uh, we talk about interesting things, sometimes uninteresting things, sometimes it's just, you know, smoke and mirrors or whatever. Um, but the the difference between the skull and the old man, skull is representing because we have an undertone in the podcast that's really, we've, we've always been interested in piracy and the symbolism there. And then the old man is something that he actually was really into. He likes to use the word patina, like with old leather or something. And, um, and so he's mm -hmm. like, why don't we we make this podcast branded based on like if we're seeking out to grow our own personal patina. So maybe we don't have it yet, but it's something to move towards. So that's why we chose like an old sailor man to be the other half of the face. And then the square also has a representation, but that's a secret. We can't say that. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. All right. What? Wow, no. Now that you like said that, I'm like, oh, now I can see. But it. you gave it an eight out of ten, yeah. and I love your, uh, what do you call it? Your description of what you believed yeah. it to be, and what you do believe it to be, and your uh, interpretation of it. So I think it's great. Thank you for doing that. No prop, art objective. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, go ahead and plug everything. We'll end this. Um, let everyone know where you're at and what you would like them to do. Well, hey y'all, Amy Bruce again, coming at you, also known as High on Your Supply. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Etsy, YouTube, and I think that's pretty much it right now. Um, hopefully more things to come in the future. Stay tuned. <laughs> awesome. That was great. And uh, we'll do a quick plug. You want to do it? Um, if you want to, we have a website, wiseworksfilms.com, if you want to um, go check that out. Um, we also have a episode every Friday on um, Spotify, Spotify and, and Apple, Podcast. Apple Podcast. So go give that a listen. Yeah, audio only, yeah. not the video here on YouTube. So go check us out there. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe yeah. to Amy's YouTube. And um, thank you so much for being here. Thank yeah. you, Amy. Thank you for having me, y'all. You're welcome. Yes.